Hey out there to all people and sleepy old ladies. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who always keeps a cooler full of goo handy, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. Dude, you never know when a cooler goo is going to be a useful thing for you, right? I know. Sometimes you just need a goo cooler. I keep it strapped to my bike at all times. <laughs> How? Uh, with bungee cords. It's easy. Okay. I'll show you how. I'll make a tutorial video. It'll be a TikTok. Like, whatever. Thanks. I need a WikiHow article for goo coolers. You know what? A lot of people struggle with it. I got your back. Thanks, bro. (laughs) How has this last week treated you? Uh, this last week, like, went by in a blur, and I'm pretty sure I didn't do jack shit this week. (laughs) Well, you watched Goosebumps. I know, I know, but fuck that for now. <laughs> you better this have week, watched Goosebumps, goddammit. Uh, we were watching Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, right? <laughs> that's the episode I watched. <laughs> <laughs> One day that's gonna happen. Uh, um, yeah, I'm doing fine, Brandon. I, I, I seriously didn't do anything this week. Uh, my son mm-hmm. forced me to watch Mr. Boogity again last night, oh, so that was... Man. Yeah, that was the highlight of uh, my week. It was... <laughs> that's the highlight. <laughs> pretty much pretty much it's funny though because like on monday i'm like oh i'm gonna talk to brandon about this but by now i i forget i'm an old man now i, I don't know what i would what i fucking yeah. did what i exciting things i could talk with you about like honestly i've had the thought like i need to keep a little notepad in my pocket and write down oh when God. interesting things happen to me <laughs> that was a thought that was in my head <laughs> That's just to make just to make the first two minutes of this podcast a little more interesting, but uh, you know what? I can't even remember to do that, and I would have nothing to write anyway. You know what? My wife has been very into TikTok lately. I feel like I could just default back to my wife, and she hates it. Like, oh my god, I actually remember <laughs> now. So she, uh, like, I made a little like little side comment, like, "Oh, we talked about you last week on the podcast," and she went fucking nuts. She was like, "What did you talk about? Was it bad?" I was like. No. So tell me now. Yes. Tell me what it was you, you talked about. Shit. And I was like, honey, please. It was just butterfly kisses, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she, like, she was mad at me for like a full day. <laughs> what did you talk Damn. about? What are things that I don't do anymore? I have to know. Has she listened to the episode? No. No, it's not out yet. <laughs> she doesn't oh, listen to them before they come wait. out. Yeah, I was like, honey, sweet, just wait, you're gonna love it. And she was like, no, tell me now. I was like, oh my god, it was just butterfly kisses, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing bad. (laughs) Oh, man. I think I've got her convinced. So, this coming Monday, which is gonna be January 31st, I'm gonna be on another podcast where I'm gonna be talking about Return of the Living Dead Part 2. But I haven't seen the movie in a while, and I have this weekend to watch it. So, either tonight or tomorrow... I'm going to try and make her watch a horror movie with me. Oh, that's going to be interesting. You know what? I remember specifically when we first got our very first apartment, probably like 10 years ago, she watched Return of the Living Dead 1 with me. So she's got the backstory. She can go into the second one. So she's ready. She's primed to watch this movie. She's been ready for like 11 years. (laughs) Over a decade for you to finally ask her. To watch the second one, yeah. So that's uh, that's what we're hopefully going to do. Now that I've like talked about it, I've kind of willed it into existence in the universe. I think so. It should happen, right? I nothing can go wrong. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. As long as you don't bring up butterfly kisses again, goddammit, it, you'll ruin everything. Well, now see, once she listens to it, she's gonna be like, "Where's my butterfly kisses?" And I'll be like, "Ugh, one, two, three, and I'll just sit there and blink on her <laughs> cheek for a while. 
going to happen. I know it. Oh, man. What about you, Brandon? Anything sweet happened to you? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I walked into some spider webs, but that's Again, not news. Again, Brandon. That's not oh. news. It's spider web season now. Uh, you got to send me some more pictures of spiders and just australia e stuff so I can post it on Instagram because I don't I even love know it. what's australia e anymore. Like, it's all just so normal for me now. Well, if you see a kangaroo in the distance, if you see a wallaby, like, I don't know. These are very generic, probably offensive things I'm saying, so. As a kangaroo, I'm offended. <laughs> you see a guy on the street or on the whatever, just playing a didgeridoo, just take a video, send it to me. Let's do it. All right. I'm assuming that happens on every street corner, so there we go. It shouldn't be hard. Yeah. You can't swing a dead wombat without... Tripping over exactly. some guy with playing his didge. Yeah, and then the other guy sitting there putting shrimp on a Barbie for some reason. Like, yeah. The... That's not a thing. Whatever. I'm pretty sure you told me one time you were putting shrimp on the barbecue. They don't even call it shrimp here. What is it called? Prawns? They call it prawns, yeah. Then who made this? Who did this? <laughs> I don't Was it know. Kano from, from, from Mortal Kombat? Was it him? That sounds right. He's like, oh, Sonya. Shrimp on the barbie, mate. Sonya, before you crap my head. Oh, that's <laughs> not the right accent. Never mind. You know what? <laughs> no, keep Let's going. Let's just move on. No. <laughs> before you crap my neck, will you will come with me for a dive oh, with Cheerio, Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do an Australian accent. I can do British and New Jersey, and that's it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they mix. All right, now that we've offended all our entire podcast audience. <laughs> yeah, who do we have left? People uh, from Iowa? Canadians. You the Canadians. People, sorry, Canadians. That's every episode. That's true. More so terrible. many sorries. So many sorries, not enough time. Yeah. All right, Cortland. Yeah? We've got we've to get to it. Okay, what are we doing? What are we talking about? This week, we are talking about Mo Monster Blood. Got Mo Monster Blood. Yeah. You thought that was Monster Blood last week? That was enough no. Monster Blood? No. You can never have enough Monster Blood. We got Mo. Mo of it. Yeah, this what episode. Did, what did you think of this, man? What a weird tonal shift for this episode. I don't think that we've ever had an episode that's taken itself like this before. In Are You Afraid of the Darks or Goosebumps yet? I don't know if it's just me. Did you get that vibe too? What vibe exactly are you talking about? I feel like it's trying to be a movie. Yeah. It's uh, taking inspiration from a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. And as a self-contained little 20-minute story, like yes. it's, uh, I think it, it's very effective. It's good, but it's just so different. Like It took everything that Monster Blood 1 gave us and it kind of threw it out the window. Out the plane yeah. window. Yeah, all that witchcraft and, like, mm -hmm. you know, evil sorceress stuff, like, that has nothing to do with this. It says basically, fuck that, we're on a plane now, let's do what we gotta do, or something. I don't know if it's really, that's the message it really received, but it, 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 it feel like it can tell, like, I feel like this episode I can tell that it wasn't a book from R.L. Stein. It just, it's just different. Yeah, you can't do a book that just takes place entirely on a plane, like a Goosebumps book. And no. it's, you know, it is weird because it is just this single location and it's like everybody's stuck. It's like, uh, you know, speed 
everybody's on the bus. Mm-hmm. My problem with it, though, Brandon, Snakes on the plane. It, it it does a really good job of like building the suspense for it, and then once the mm-hmm. action hits, it grinds to a halt for a little you bit. You think so? Yes. Yes, I do. And we'll talk about that part, of course. Yes, we'll talk about all the parts. Uh, like, I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm getting suspenseful, like, this is interesting, I'm excited to see what happens next, and then the big, like, climactic fight happens, and it's just like, okay... Come on, kids, do something, and they just yeah. don't, and okay. it's boring for a minute. I I get what you mean. I think I there's a like an exact part where it stops being what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, or what it was building towards. Overall, I think it's good, and I like that this is a two parter. This is a two parter done right, though. You know, we got a fully contained story in the first part. We have a fully contained story in the second part. I like mm-hmm. that. I would like. I hope that all two parters are gonna be like that moving forward. I know they won't be, <laughs> but I hope yes, they are. This is the only one. <laughs> like this could have just been a different story. Like they could have mm-hmm. changed monster blood to like any kind of monster or anything, and it would have been pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, but uh, I think this was a really fun episode. Me too. I, I liked it. Well, let's just talk about it now. Okay. Let's Enough of this jibber jabber. <sighs> This chat. The episode begins where we left off at 35,000 feet in the air. We see a shot of a plane flying through the sky. We cut inside where we see our hero, I guess. He's a kid. Yeah. He's, he's the person. It's Evan, and he's trying to read a magazine. And the horribly nerdy boy from last episode, whose name is Curtis asks again if the story about the monster blood is true. Mm-hmm. Evan says, yeah, I already told you that last episode. Duh. We get a quick cut over to one of the other couple dozen unaccompanied miners on this plane. A tough-looking boy in a denim vest and studded bracelets. Mm, yes, this kid. He looks over at the two boys, then stands up and confronts them about this monster blood junk. The nerdy boy yeah. tells the bigger, tough guy whose name is Conan, to buzz off. It took me a while to realize what his name was, because I couldn't believe that somebody would, like, name a kid Conan. Yeah. It's like, wait a second, I, that can't be your name. I immediately think of Conan the Barbarian, even though there's yeah. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they were going more for a Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, he's got, like, ripped off denim jacket, shoulder sleeve, I don't know. Yeah, he's got, like, band patches all over his jacket and like there's like a big logo on the back of his jacket that must be from some kind of band or something but i couldn't tell what it was yeah it's just kind of like stapled on his back it's it's ridiculous they were like let's go for this random bully you know 90s bully kid and uh they they did it yeah he's, he's a very, very stereotypical, stereotypical bully I don't uh, get why they're on this plane, though. <laughs> why are they on unaccom- Why are there four children unaccompanied that are... They're not related, but they're all on the no. same plane, and there's no parents. I don't really get yeah. that. They try to explain it, but it, I, don't, I don't buy it. No, it's, it's not a very good explanation. So Curtis tells him to buzz off, and Conan says... Yeah, you gonna make me? And an older girl sitting next to the boys, who was, until now, absorbed in her Walkman, says... Hey, Conehead, just give it a rest. Conan tells the girl, just butt out, Julia. I just want all this juicy monster blood gossip. And even Julia is curious now and asks what that shit is all about. 
Curtis gives her the quick and dirty rundown, and she sort of rolls her eyes and says, Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is the correct response, because, like, everybody hears him talking about monster blood and is like, What? Tell me about this monster blood, when in real life you'd be like, Fucking, this kid's... Be like, fucking shut up, this ride's not that long. (laughs) We're not going that far. We're uh, going to Atlanta. Except it is, Cortland. <laughs> They're fly- flying from, like, Seattle, Washington to Atlanta, Georgia or something. I don't know. They are flying from Siberia to Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Curtis introduces Evan to everyone, and then Conan jumps into the empty seat in front of Evan and asks again about the monster blood. Evan gives him a mini clip show of last episode, and nice. ends by saying, and my dog Trigger is on the plane, below, with the suitcases. Uh-huh. Conan says that that story is the dumbest shit he ever heard, which is like shots fired at R.L. Stein. Yeah, damn. Like, this <laughs> this episode already is just like, that source material is stupid. Listen to this newly created, not from R.L. Stein material. Yes. <laughs> this all-original, perfect masterpiece. <laughs> Evan asks... So, you guys are all friends? Julia is quick to say, no, we just went to camp together. I don't think Conan has any friends. Which is pretty good. But, uh, like, how far away is this camp? Who sends their kids, like, across country? The only time I've ever seen... Maybe it's, like, in the parent trap with Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan, and they had to go to a camp that's, like, really far away. That's the only explanation. Right? I don't know. My summer camp was like an hour away, but I didn't take a plane there. I took a a car. But this plane ride is like so long. (laughs) They they like sleep and they wake up and they go to sleep again and wake up. I've never been on a plane before, Brandon. Um, You have, obviously. Yes. (laughs) But... uh, I didn't swim here. How annoying would it be for having like these four kids be like main characters in the story and just like talk and interrupt and like be annoying? Like... If you were one of the adults on this plane, how pissed would you be? Well, if they were just, like, hanging out and chatting, I wouldn't care because I had my headphones on, like, the whole time. Oh, yeah, you had your Walkman on, right. Yeah, I was just chilling with my cassettes. But, uh, you know, if they started, like, running around screaming about monster blood, I might be like, uh, shut up, please. Would you, like, so if they howled like a werewolf for a second, would you be like, fucking Christ... Because I would. I'd be so pissed. I wouldn't be stoked. <laughs> I might hit my little uh, flight attendant button and be like, uh, that gentleman is howling like a werewolf. You need to escort these people off this plane right now. <laughs> I asked for that no werewolf section. Well, unfortunately, this is both the most giant and smallest plane imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. There's one compartment, apparently, but yet it's a fully <laughs> passenger line airplane. So Julia disses Conan, and he snaps back that he ain't no little miss rich girl who can buy all the friends she needs. Okay. Julia calls him lame, and he feigns being hurt at that insult. He's like, okay. Evan says for like the I'm third bored. Time... <laughs> <laughs> Evan says for like the third time already that his story is true. Conan says, sure, and my cousin turned into a werewolf. And he howls out loud enough for a flight attendant to finally come over and say something. (laughs) Yes. And by say something, he says, dinner will be ready soon. 
and yeah. they need to sit down. He, he politely asks Conan to go back to his seat because dinner's about to come. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's it. I'm bringing the heat. Hi, sir. Please, can you just... <laughs> <laughs> Could you kindly... Please, just go sir, sit back down I made almost... you a delicious sandwich. <laughs> please sit down and eat it. But all this talk about food reminds Evan that Trigger might be hungry, too. You remember oh Trigger, Corlin? <laughs> I like because... this part. I do remember Trigger. I like this part because he's like, huh, bet Trigger's getting hungry down in the cargo hole. And he's like, dude, it's your dog. This kid doesn't give fucking a shit about this dog in this episode. No, not at all. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> this is like the, the one time he mentions the dog. Yeah. <laughs> like this mocking, like, bet he's hungry down there. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> he's like, he- Eating his food, like, I bet Trigger would love this. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love oh. it. He, this is, seriously, like, this is the last time he mentioned Trigger. <laughs> Till the end. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. We cut to down in the cargo hold, where Trigger is yapping his head off about that monster blood gooping out of Evan's suitcase. Which yeah, he wants to eat it. Episode. <laughs> yeah. He's hungry. He wants to eat it. <laughs> no one will feed him. <laughs> Evan's just having the time of his life eating kibble up there in the cabin. He's oh my god, starving. Is, is this what they do on planes though? Do they put the dogs and like cats and stuff in the cargo hold and then just like? Meh. I think so. Okay, all right. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not just gonna like buckle them into a seat. After a quick commercial break, we're back in the main cabin and dinner is being served. The kids all make faces and complain about the food. Emulating the best comedians of the 1990s. What about the food? Airplane food. I I was kind of like, they're going to go for that airplane food joke because that is so stereotypical. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they definitely do. And just <laughs> that's all I'm going to say for now. Yes. Yes. They go there. Mm-hmm. Curtis raises his hand and he calls over a flight attendant. He tells the woman... That he probably shouldn't eat this food because he's allergic to, uh, stuff. Oh my god. She asks, what kind of stuff? And Curtis starts listing it all out, saying... All milk products, all food additives, monosodium glutamate, monocalcium phosphates, peanuts, shellfish, bee stings, fur-bearing animals, synthetic fabrics, as well as all pollen spores and fungi. I love it. Like, the kid says it so quickly, and, like, he memorized that line for so long to do it. It was great. Yeah. He even hands the flight attendant a helpful little Curtis allergy brochure. And he adds, oh yeah, and mints. I feel like he probably should have done that before he got on the flight, but that's fine. No. He was just waiting to see if she, you know, just... Cared enough? Just by chance uh, (laughs) served him some, like, parsley juice. (laughs) The flight attendant looks like she don't know what the hell is going on. And then Julia tells the woman that at camp... All Curtis had was parsnip juice and tofu. Yeah, gross, but okay. I mean, hey, it could be good. I don't know. Well, he proceeds to pour what I guess is meant to be parsnip juice out of a thermos. And it's like orange and chunky. Yeah, I think it's... The the chunks, I think, are the tofu. Gross. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like SpaghettiOs or something. Yeah. It's really fucking... It's, it's fucking stupid. Like, he t- pours it out, and he takes a drink of it, and it's, like, the chunkiest, grossest-looking shit, and he loves it. Okay. I mean, good for him, I guess. <laughs> Less of it for the rest of us. 
Back down in the cargo hold, the goo is still doing what goo do. Up in the cockpit, there's a tiny little bit of turbulence, and the trained professional pilot says to his co-pilot, Did you feel that? We better go check this out. Oh my god. Which is a big overreaction, I feel. Nah. (laughs) I mean, in the context (laughs) of the story, no, it's not, but... (laughs) Back with the children, Curtis is reading a book called 101 Things to Do with Your Modem. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. There's basically one thing you can do with a modem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I tried to look this up and see if it was a real book, and it most definitely isn't. So they just had to make up something. They were like, what would a nerd read? And he's like halfway through the book. So he's like 51 things to do with a modem in to the book. I'm trying to look at the the name of the author, but I can't really quite read it. I think it's Roderick Main. Nope, it's not Arl Stein. <laughs> Uh, useless. I only read 101 ways, or 101 things you could do with a modem if it was written by Arl Stein. Yeah. Then they'd make an episode out of it. Oh my god. So boring. Other passengers on the plane are asleep now, and snoring loudly. But some people are enjoying their second dinner, I guess. It's another meal. This is a very long <laughs> flight. Evan looks in the general direction of Julia and says, A giraffe. That's pretty good. He is not looking at that giraffe even a little bit. No. He's looking at That's Curtis. That's what I'm saying. He's looking at Curtis. <laughs> but he's like kind of looking over in a little bit where she is. Oh, my God. We see that Julia is scribbling on a piece of paper, and it is not good, but whatever. She asks Evan if he's from around Atlanta. He tells her the story about how he was abandoned by his parents and that they are now allowing him back into their lives. And Julia so goes, backstory. hmm, in the least interested way possible. <laughs> Evan then asks her if her and Curtis and Conan all knew each other before camp. And she tells him that they all go to the same school, but they don't, like, hang out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Evan excitedly and awkwardly says, maybe I'll be in the same school with you. Because there's one school in Atlanta, Cortland. I've heard, yeah, it's very famous. <laughs> Atlanta Middle School. <laughs> she says that that would be dope and that she could show him around oh god and curtis like rolls his eyes at the attempts at flirting yeah i did too i'm, <laughs> I'm with curtis curtis is my uh the one i can really relate with the most i think i'd wear a shirt that says i'm with curtis that feels like a thing already oh yeah i don't know don't listen to me i just do a podcast <laughs> we cut to the flight attendant from way before And he's on the phone with the captain. He's been given the task of investigating the cargo hold. Uh When he gets down there, he finds that the lights aren't turning on. And he grabs a flashlight. The dude looks around for half a second and sees some luggage with green goo on it. He looks around some more and follows drips and puddles of the stuff on the floor. Uh He asks, what is this stuff? And as he puts his hand out to touch it, some goo drips on his hand. Oh, shit. He slowly looks up to the ceiling to see a wet, pulsating mass of green slime. And he screams. Horror movie. Boom. Yeah. I really like that scene because that's the scene from Alien where Brett goes off alone to look for Jonesy mm-hmm. the cat. Yep. It's like exactly that scene. <laughs> yeah, I think they pulled inspiration from it. <laughs> it is a good scene. I like it. And I, I think it's funny because you don't hear Trigger barking anymore. So, fuck Trigger. Yeah. 
we don't care about Trigger. Moral of the story. We kind of came to it a little bit early. Yeah, we don't talk about Trigger. <laughs> the flight attendant's scream fades into Curtis screaming in the cabin as he stands up and starts brushing himself off because Conan had put an ant on him that he got from the old lady's flowers. An ant. Yes, a tiny little ant. <sighs> Fucking, jeez, shut up, kids. Get in your seat. It's a fucking, just stop. (laughs) Seriously. Just like, can't you sit in your seats for like the 40 hours of this flight and just play Game Boy? (laughs) That's what I did. I took a train ride one time and I was playing my Game Boy Advance the whole time. It was a wonderful time. Mega Man Battle Network 2, if you're wondering. It was Mega Man Battle Network 2. Nice. Mm -hmm. I took a long train ride and uh, I took my DS and I played Phoenix Wright. Oh, I love that game. So now the other flight attendant has to get involved because Curtis is freaking out. And she tells the kids to cut the shit or she's going to go get the captain back here who's going to whoop their asses. Conan and Evan fight over Evan's seat and Conan wins with a laugh, leaving Evan to sit next to the snoring old woman. Mm -hmm. The ant infested snoring old woman, right? Yeah. But like there's no one sitting in the middle seat, so he's got like extra leg room. That's nice. We get a quick shot of the ant that Curtis brushed off, and it's eating the green goo. Oh. Well, that won't come back up. Yeah, from somewhere. I don't know. Another thing that's really interesting about this episode is that we get a lot of time away from the kid characters, and we spend it with adult characters that don't fucking matter. It's weird. Um, in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter, yeah, but you always have to have people just uh, in horror movies who just there to get killed. True, true. But well, at the time, I didn't know that, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just weird. Then we're back with the flight attendant again, and she's fixing up some drinks. A big man starts walking toward the bathroom, and they have to shimmy out of each other's way. The man goes into the bathroom, and so do we. We follow him in there. <laughs> Why? Who cares? But let's do it. <laughs> Inside the incredibly spacious airplane bathroom, we see him start to get comfortable. He takes off his suit jacket and loosens his tie. Mm-hmm. He then gets some Why? soap and water. <laughs> He's got business on, to do in here, Cortland. There's a, I, but we're watching the whole fucking thing. I don't get <laughs> yeah. it. But there's a part where he takes off his jacket, and I think this actor like accidentally hits the light on the top, and they just went with it. Like they were like, "We're doing one take, fatty. This is it." <laughs> and he hit the light, and then they like, well. We're not going to reshoot this. So they just added like a little jump scare like to that because he looks up at it. Because he's like, why is this fucking light my way? I'm a huge man in a fucking little bathroom. I don't know. I don't know. And then we watch him undress for a while. Yeah. I don't don't know, man. I don't want to see this. (laughs) Oh, my God. He then gets some soap and water and he starts washing his face. But the soap begins Why? to burn his eyes because he's yeah. stupid. Because so... he put... <laughs> put it right in his eyeballs. <laughs> oh my god. So he goes back to get some more water. But when he brings his hands back up, it's all green goo. But he still smears it all over his face, Cortland. I don't... I don't... Even though green goo and water... Feel completely different. He just <sighs> goes with to this it. man. He, I don't, I don't know, Brandon. I have nothing. It... 
We cut away, and then to the outside of the bathroom. A woman is jiggling the handle, and she turns to the person behind her and says, He's been in there for ten minutes. Ten minutes? <laughs> yeah, ten whole minutes. Has anyone ever been in a bathroom that long? No. I think I think that's actually illegal. <laughs> like, this woman's acting like it sure is. And there's yeah. this lineup of, like, one, two, three, oh my God. four. Four people. And then Zach. Is that his name? No, it's Evan. Evan. Sorry. Evan. <laughs> and then yeah. Evan also has to go to the bathroom. So in the space of ten minutes, we get a pile up of five different people like, oh, hurry up. Yes. That's outrageous. Yes. Sure is. <laughs> Some green goo begins to pour out from underneath the door to the bathroom, and he says, No, it can't be. Then the camera cuts back to the door, and now there's nothing there. Yeah, is it trying to be like, oh, he's just imagining things? I guess so, but like, he would have like, watched he, it. He would have known. Yeah, he would have watched like, it disappear. retreat back. It's like that one time in the tale of Jake the Snake. Where Jake the Snake opens up the door, because he's like, do-do-do, and then he sees the kid, and he's like, oh, shit! So he closes the door and runs away. It's like that, except it's a... The goo saw Evan was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Cover's blown. <laughs> and then it sucked itself back down in, into the bathroom without leaving a trace of goo. Elsewhere in the plane, some guy we haven't seen before is complaining to the flight attendant that his laptop disappeared. Yeah, we get a side story for some reason. Yes. I don't know why any of this is in the episode, but uh, it's a little story. Evan interrupts the man. Go ahead. No, no, keep going. I was just going to say, like, this doesn't make, like, spoilers, this has, his lost laptop doesn't matter at all. I thought they were going to do something with it, because that's what it builds it up to be just a little bit. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, you could not mention it, and it wouldn't change the story at all. No. It's just there to add a little more flavor to the episode. A man loses a laptop. Exciting stuff. I thought maybe that Curtis would use that, because he knows 101 different ways to use a modem, so he probably knows his way around a laptop, but nope. No. Mm -mm. Spoilers, nope. Evan interrupts the man to yell, Monster blood! (laughs) The flight attendant is like, huh? So he yells, Monster blood! You gotta believe me! It's here! <laughs> Tell the captain to land the plane! Just <laughs> oh so crazy. The flight attendant calmly brings him over to his seat and says, but Causing a panic on an aircraft is a federal offense. You could get in serious trouble for this. Now stay in your seat. Am I making myself clear? That's the real moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't listen. He stands back up and says, I don't care! The monster blood! It's here! In the bathroom. It could swallow us all. Uh, okay. Right. The flight attendant assures the other passengers that no one is getting swallowed and ushers (laughs) Evan towards the bathroom. (laughs) She does a great job of just calming everyone down. (laughs) She does. Honestly, Cortland, I think that this flight attendant is like the MVP of this episode. Me too. I was going to say, she's my favorite. She's such a pro. (laughs) she's handled kid bullshit before (laughs) (laughs) she begins knocking on the door of the bathroom and calling to the man inside but of course there's no response then she busts out her special flight attendant key and begins to unlock it Mm -hmm. evan yells don't open it as we fade to commercial 
Well, so when exciting. we come back, she does open it. And Evan <laughs> dives onto the floor like he's expecting a bomb to go off. <laughs> Inside the bathroom, we see that it's completely empty. The dude has disappeared. Yeah. And the line outside the bathroom has grown even more. It's like the entire plane now. The captain's waiting there. Except in the bathroom, there's a single pair of broken glasses on the floor. There's the glasses, finally. All yes. Right. I've only been waiting like 40 minutes for it. The glasses from the cover of Monster Blood. And that's the only thing that I'm sure transcribed into this episode. Yep. Evan yells to the flight attendant, It's escaped! We have to find it! And she tells him calmly, The only thing you're going to find is your seat. Yeah. She pushes him back toward the seat, and there's a man waiting for the bathroom who has his cheeks all puffed out, and he's shaking his head. He's so disappointed, yes. (laughs) Uh, I just thought he looked ridiculous. I love it. He was my favorite. Well... My flight attendant is my favorite. He's the second. Yeah, he's number two. Back at his seat, Evan is still yelling about the monster blood. Conan, seated with Curtis and Julia, says, He's not with us. Total space cadet. <laughs> Total freezer lock or whatever the fuck. Never mind. Just keep going. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> Total vapor lock. Yeah. Evan says, Okay, what about the man in the bathroom? He disappeared. And the Good flight point. attendant says... You're right. That is peculiar. But no reason to panic the other passengers. Mm. Eh. Julia wants to get all scientific, saying, Let's be logical about this. We're hurtling through the sky at 37,000 feet. Where could the monster blood have come from? Curtis suggests maybe a tiny piece was in Evan's suitcase. Mm -hmm. The flight attendant starts to look more concerned, suddenly remembering that her co-worker disappeared like eight hours ago. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah, that guy that I have constant <laughs> contact with. Yeah. Huh. She's like, I wonder why I've had double the workload this past 11 hours. <laughs> Weird. Oh, man. She asks if the kids have seen the man, and they all say no. And she says, I'll be back, and leaves. We follow her to another part of the plane, and she opens the hatch to the cargo hold. Mm-hmm. On the inside of the door... She gets a handful of green goo. She quickly closes the hatch and then puts all her weight on it to keep it shut. But something from below Mm -hmm. is trying to push it open. Probably trigger. Some of the mob of people waiting for the bathroom hear the commotion and go to investigate. Mm -hmm. What they find when they get there is an empty pair of shoes and a wisp of smoke where the flight attendant used to be. All right. Okay, my favorite character's gone, and we got, like, 12 <laughs> minutes left. Yep. <laughs> She's eaten, and, uh... <laughs> ah, rest in peace. <laughs> hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite nerd. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to it all, we're so thankful for you spending some time with us. Help support our show and get instant access to a bunch of bonus content on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash private island. We've got a bunch of tiers with bonus content and rewards for each, like stickers, t-shirts, and more. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Matt, and the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. We have a bunch of different ways that you can connect with us on social media. There's Twitter at PRVT Island, Instagram at Private Island Presents. We've got a Discord server, TikTok, Facebook group, and more. You can email us all of your questions to privateislandpresents at gmail.com. Our season two wrap up is coming up quick, so if you want to be part of the show, get your questions in. Join us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc, where we play a bunch of Jackbox party games and Dead by Daylight. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. I know this was a quick one, you guys, but thanks again for taking a listen. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye! Back in the cabin... We see that weird stoner dude who was looking for his laptop from earlier. You could just, like, give me the fast-forwarded version, Brandon. He's nervously rocking back and forth and clutching his laptop bag. He looks on the ground and sees green goo seeping from between a crack. And he, of Mm -hmm. course, goes to touch it. And when he does, he gets sucked in. (laughs) I feel like it reminded me of the time in It where the kid gets sucked through the pipe. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Except we don't we don't see that part, whereas in it we do. But like he's getting sucked into the goo of the crack. But, it'd be really hard, but he did it. He pulled it off. <laughs> Back with Evan, he gets up and asks Conan to tell the pilot to land the plane if he doesn't come back. Conan is like, fuck off. But Evan insists he's the most serious that he's ever been. He says he saw and heard the monster blood. Conan asks what it sounds like. Ev tells him he can't explain it, but then explains that it's kind of like a slurping sound. Yeah, he takes like 30 seconds to be like, I don't know. Well, actually, it's kind of like... (laughs) (laughs) Just then, we hear a loud... (laughs) And all the kids stand up to look toward the back of the plane. A man with his headphones on is just chilling. Then suddenly, he's sucked towards the floor. Then a woman reading a magazine gets sucked down. Then an old lady... One by one, Perfect. all the passengers are being absorbed by the monster blood. Yeah, so the the monster blood... Because that old lady that's sleeping is literally, like, right across from them. Mm-hmm. So the monster blood is targeting all of the adults, and the kids are spared for some reason. That's not explained. Yeah, and the monster blood is, like, everywhere, but then later on it's only in one place. Right. Evan asks the other kids, Now do you believe me? And Julia now says... Now that everybody's dead. Yeah, big time. <laughs> we cut to a quick shot of the plane but when we cut back to inside there's just this giant mass of monster blood creeping its way down the aisle yeah and uh this is the point Cortland, that i mentioned earlier what was like not not as cool as i thought it was gonna be yeah once the monster blood was like sucking everybody up uh i thought that was that part was sweet now it's now it's just like this big slop Big, slow-moving blob. Julia yells, Maybe it's full! as they run towards the front of the plane. Conan pushes Evan and says, This is all your fault. You brought this shit on board, and now we're all getting gooped. 
true. They go back and forth arguing until Curtis whistles loudly. Curtis says, we need to stay rational about this. Yeah. And there's this very slow moving monster headed their way and the kids are just like, all right, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like the just everybody just got eaten. The kids are like, fuck, we're dead. And then the, the episode just grinds to a halt where the kids just talk. Yeah. To be fair, like, it is very slow-moving, except when it's not. Yeah, except it's already eaten all the other passengers except them somehow, and yet it's still only yes. at the aisle. I, I don't... It ate all what? the passengers behind them and in front of them. It makes no... Fu- it doesn't matter. You know what? Fuck it. No. Whatever. It doesn't. <laughs> Evan says, there's nothing rational about this. Last time, the goo was more runny. Now, it's more blobby. Oh, Okay. Uh, it was also blobby in the last episode at yep. the end. It was. Julia says, I think I prefer the spoon to the chunky style. Everything huh? Julia says is stupid. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep, it is. Evan suggests that they split up and hopefully confuse it, which is a terrible idea. <sighs> so, all the kids jump to different parts of the plane. Conan starts picking up random people's belongings and throwing it at the blob. <laughs> We get a quick shot of the goo absorbing a yellow cassette player. Curtis says, too cool. Nope. They ask what he means, and he says, it went after the cassette player. That means it senses movement. That's what it means. I don't don't know how he made that connection. He's the smart one, Brandon. Just listen to him. They could have... They could have explained that any other way. They could have just had one more passenger left, and he was like, oh, I'm going to run away, and then the goo absorbed him. That'd be cool, but nope. No. A a cassette player. Yeah. Which doesn't move, by the way. No. I want to say that they, like, it's on and it's vibrating because it's, the sound is blasting? I don't know. So is everything, because it's in a plane. I mean, these kids are literally screaming. are vibrating all the time. (laughs) True, true. So, Curtis advises them to start picking up everything they can and throwing it at the monster. Which Which is what they are doing doing already! They throw all kinds of shit at it. The blob goes up to and sniffs a little bit of salad on the ground, and then starts convulsing. (laughs) All the kids hit the deck as the blob starts spewing out random debris. And they think that's gross. Curtis stands up and says, It's an incredible discovery! Airline food makes the monster blood sick! (laughs) This is all just one big Seinfeld joke, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) What's the deal with airline food? And they were like, let's make a whole episode about it. (laughs) Call it monster blood. You know what? Airline food is not that bad. Yeah, but you didn't have 1996 airline food. They've upgraded their standards. You, th- you think then. they've upgraded it? You think it's evolved? I mean, they did make jokes about it all the fucking time in every single, like, Animaniacs probably did it. Like, Seinfeld. I... <sighs> Such a cliche. It is. And they went there, and they did they, it. They made it a very, <laughs> like, focused part of this episode. It's the pivotal part of this episode. It's the, yes. it's how they defeat the... Spoilers! It's how they defeat the monster blood. Yeah. Which... Is, uh, okay, I'll talk about it in a minute. So, they hatch a plan. The food cart is in the back of the plane. Mm-hmm. And if they feed it enough of that crap, they could kill it. The food cart's in the back of the plane where the monster blood came from. And yeah. it's eating everything in its path regardless of if it likes it or not. Because it's a fucking blob. It doesn't know mm-hmm. what things are. 
How did it not already eat all that food on accident? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> That's the answer. Good point. Good point. <laughs> First, they have to get past the slow-moving blob. Curtis suggests yeah. that they crawl in the overhead compartments like a tunnel. That's cool. Okay. That is cool. But I don't think I... I don't... I'm trying to remember. I don't think that's... I don't, I don't think, think that's they're, how they like, work, all though. connected like a tunnel in the planets no, that but it was in. You know what? In, in a child's imagination, they definitely are. Yeah. And that's a good idea. So, Julia starts to climb up and says, I'll go. And Evan, smooth player that he is, pushes her back down, saying, No. <laughs> I don't think you'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> Sit You're your two giants down, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was just too good. Curtis realizes that he's the smallest one, and he tries to make excuses for why he can't do it, like saying that there's dust up there. Mm-hmm. But after the tiniest little bit of encouragement about how he's their only hope, he climbs up there like a champ. Yes. Because, don't worry, the blob's not moving that fast. They're fine. (laughs) Curtis commando crawls over backpacks and suitcases as the blob slowly lurches its way towards the other kids. Yep. This is the action of the episode, guys. Curtis tries to climb out of the overhead bins, but Evan yells at him to stay still. Conan yells, fuck that, just go for the cart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is the right thing to do. But. Well, at this point, the monster blood has gone a couple of inches, so yes. it's not that far from where Curtis is going to come out of. <laughs> yeah. Curtis slips and falls to the ground. The blob starts to head towards Curtis, but Conan jumps on the chairs and yells, Why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Like Julia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he yells to Curtis to go for the cart as the blob gets closer. But Curtis instead does jack shit and watches as the blob engulfs Conan <laughs> It obliterates him. <laughs> yeah. I love oh, it. He sacrificed his life for nothing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Conan's dead. Just... Evan decides to just casually walk past the blob to the back of the plane. Yes. <laughs> and then just stands with Curtis and looks at where Conan was eaten. <laughs> he's like, I gotta get his opinion on this situation. And he was over there, he's like, dude, did you just see that blob eat that Conan? <laughs> oh, oh my it's God. crazy. I love it. <laughs> just sit there and gawk about it like. He was a kid a moment ago, and now he's part of the blob. (laughs) (sighs) Julia has to remind the two idiots about the food cart, and then they finally snap into action. They get to the cart, and Evan yells about how it won't move, and that the brakes must be on. They panic. Meanwhile, the food is just sitting there on the cart, easily accessible. (laughs) That's what, this is the tension builder. The brakes are on. How do I put the brakes on? Like, kids, no, pick it up or something. Like, there's two of you. I don't, get the food right off of it and start throwing it. I don't yes, know. It's you just know on trays on the car. Oh Julia so says stupid. that she'll stall the blob and grabs okay. the jacket and starts shaking it around like she's a bullfighter. Yeah, we get like some bullfighter matador song. Fucking, oh, man. It's so awesome. It's so cliche. But it's great. 
That's so stupid. <laughs> Why? Why would you do this? The blob oh, starts to get really close to her. Doesn't... But just then, the boys figure out how to move the cart, and they charge into the blob. Mm-hmm. They scream. What are they? Bonsai! As they run the cart through the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Just shut up, kids. Just do it. <laughs> This is like the highlight of their life, Cortland. They're trying to have some fun with it. It's all downhill okay, from sure. here. The blob grows bigger for a second, and then does a loud burp, spewing food and garbage all over, but like no people mm-hmm. or skeletons or anything. Nope. In the cockpit, the captain tells the cabin that they'll be starting their descent soon, and to prepare for landing. So the captains well, are just oblivious to this entire scenario of everyone being mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when we cut back to the cabin, all the people that were absorbed are just there on the ground. Yeah, they're all like, they came oh, from. fucking what? Conan triumphantly returns. The stoner finds his laptop. Oh, the flight yay. attendant finds her shoes. Oh my God. And we see the old lady that was sleeping waking up. Everybody wins, yeah. All those plot threads you thought were going nowhere just got wrapped up. Beautiful little bow. He found his laptop, Cortland. Yeah, thank God. Such I was worried great, about that. Such a great dramatic arc that that character so had. So I, I guess for the laptop, like, the the monster blood ate it, right? Out of his lap? I guess. <laughs> okay. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Evan's dog, Trigger, runs up the aisle, and Evan is happy oh, yeah. to see him, even though he didn't think about him even once during this entire <laughs> time <laughs> he wasn't like fuck my dog is down there he was just like hope that dog's hungry <laughs> yeah he, he didn't give a shit about trigger no trigger was the last thing on his mind even though he was in the cargo hold where he knew the monster blood was right yeah he's at ground zero whatever let's see what that old lady's up to <laughs> yeah we get a tiny little <laughs> clip of that old lady and she's stealing food off of evan's tray <laughs> <laughs> I did get to see her flowers, though, where the ant came from. So even that little thread. <laughs> yeah. Got finished. Everything's just perfect in this episode. <laughs> it's perfectly written. So now we see a little clip of the plane landing set to the 90s-est music wow. possible. I thought I didn't know what was happening. This is it blew me away. It feels like a whole different fucking episode. Yeah. They finally land. After their 72 hours aboard this plane. On the ground, a man in a full hazmat suit and a gas mask is holding a small pressurized tank. Inside is a tiny amount of green goo. The pilot is like, all that trouble was caused by this shit? What even is it? Mm -hmm. And the flight attendant says, I told you, Captain. It's monster blood. Yeah, fucking Captain. God. God, It's monster blood. Duh. Stupid Captain. That's it. I'm the captain now. Curtis says to the biological cleanup dude, I need a suit like this. No germs. Then Conan comes up and says, Come on, Curtis. I want you to meet my family. Why? (laughs) I don't know. know. (laughs) Why? Why? What? (laughs) I don't know, man. Why? Whatever. You know what? We're almost done. Who fucking cares? (laughs) Curtis asks Conan what it was like being in the goop, and Conan Mm -hmm. says, it was kind of like being in a giant nose. No, I don't think so, but 
That's fine. They walk off, leaving just Evan and Julia. She passes him a piece of paper and says, Call me if you want. He thanks her for everything, and she tells him, It was the highlight of my summer. Hmm, almost dying? Okay, on a plane. (laughs) Alright. They start to walk off when he remembers that he left his jacket. Yes, his jacket that we've never seen him wear. Yes. He goes to the plane's jacket closet. They have a closet for coats, I guess, on this plane. That checks out, yeah. And inside the closet, Cortland, there's a giant fucking ant. Oh my god. We forgot about the ant. Mm -hmm. See, everything comes full circle. See, in the last episode, what happened when they defeated the monster blood is that it all went away and Trigger turned back into a normal-sized Trigger. Yes. But not at this time. Because there's still the monster blood in that little tank that the guy took away. Yeah, I don't know where they would have found that. And also, well, I guess it probably would have been in the like aisle or whatever, and then everything would have started back over again. But, I don't know. I mean, the power of magic isn't in this episode, so they couldn't fully defeat it, maybe? I don't know. But I guess they didn't fully defeat it the first time? No. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the rules of monster blood are unknowable. Well, I mean, Arnold Stein knew, but they were like, fuck off, Arnold Stein, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. Because this episode's great. It's it's pretty great, yeah. Evan screams at seeing the giant ant, by the way. And that's the end of the episode. Okay. I like the ant because it's not moving. It's like just sitting there twiggling its legs like it's stuck in a spider web or something. Yeah. He's stuck in some coats. He's mad, though. Like, he's screaming because he can't get his coat. (laughs) There's a a, a fucking ant in the way. But that's it. Yeah. Damn. All right. That's the end. So he he can just turn around and, like, go off the plane. Like, his part in the story is over. Mm-hmm. That's the... That giant the ant is someone back. else's problem. Yeah. Man, what an episode. It's silly, but I think this is just a really fun episode. Yeah, it's got that atmosphere that I don't think any other episode has given us. And it's... You know, the setting is, is cool. You know, being stuck in a very small plane, which is actually giant, but we only see a little bit of it, is cool. Yeah. I like single setting stories. Yeah, me too. And and you get, like, the weird thing, like, you get some of that sto- side story from adult passengers that, you know, they end up not mattering even a little bit, but not it's interesting. All. It builds the tension. That fat guy in the in the bathroom is, like, the best part. Huh. And now that you mention it, did I don't remember seeing him no you he's gone no he's eaten we we got to see the other flight attendant he came back but that fat guy he's he didn't come back out he's in that little pile of goo monster blood okay well monster blood got one person that's what happens when you uh schmear monster blood all over every crevice of your body (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was kind of his fault he was asking for it yeah 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 like it was an invitation for it to absorb him forever. Like, he was like, yep, take me. You know, everybody, everybody else put up else, a little bit of a fight. Yeah. You didn't. They didn't want to be goo, but he was like, Mm-mm. I'm one with the goo now. Yeah, exactly. Cortland. Yeah. Is there any kind of moral in this episode? Yeah, we got a couple of them. If you put your dog on a plane, make sure you, like, think about it once or twice instead of like, laughing at its suffering and then being <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing with Trigger is just so silly. So dumb. He was very concerned about him in the first episode. 
He's like, that's mm-hmm. my dog. That's Trigger. Except for the part where he turned giant <laughs> and he was like, nah, yeah. let's not look for him. <laughs> let's do other yeah, stuff. He... So maybe he always hated Trigger. <laughs> I think he always did. Yeah, he always hated Trigger. Anytime anything bad happens to Trigger, he's just like, well, oh well, well I guess I don't have a dog now. his role models. His parents are like, eh, we don't give a shit about Evan. <laughs> It all comes full circle. He already became his parents. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, I guess don't get on a plane. This just reaffirms that I'm never going to get on a plane. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Because this will happen. It's inevitable. Yeah. Actually, you know, funny story. This is actually the precursor to Final Destination, I heard. They got the inspiration for Final Destination from this uh, episode. Oh, of course. Those are the, those are the heavy-hitting morals for sure. Yeah. Sit down, sit in your seat, and shut mm-hmm. up. Yep. Especially if you got kids on the plane, just make sure they shut up. Don't interrupt <sighs> everybody. I do not want to take any of my kids on a plane. Like, I actually thought of, like, scenarios where I would have to take them on a plane, and I was like, oh no. I hope I never have ah. to do that. So, as far as alternate titles, Cortland, they actually had one themselves. Really? So, the, the original title for this episode was flight monster blood okay well they went with the better title (laughs) yeah just before it was aired they changed it i don't know what flight monster blood is meant to be i was like is that a play on words for something but no that's nothing it just sounds really stupid they just added the word flight to it because they're like they're on a flight (laughs) so that's stupid um how about the title who gives a fuck about trigger that's a good one Thankfully, it wasn't a book, but I would, if it would have been, I would have picked it up and read it. Carl Stein, are you listening? I think an alternate title would be Ant on a Plane, or Ant on a Plane. There's one ant. <laughs> Singular. But it's a big one. That ant, if it survived, it would never find its colony again. How sad is that? Yeah, that is a pretty dark ending. For Ant, yeah. And they're just going to kill it and dissect it and stuff, so. As they should, yeah. It's a giant yes. ant. <laughs> Evan was hoping that it would happen to Trigger, but dang it, <laughs> he survived this time. Ooh. How about everybody needs the bathroom? That's a good one. Yes. Is is there only one bathroom on planes? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a, a first class. That's what bathroom. I'm thinking. Yeah, everybody in first class in this episode is just like, shut up, everybody. God, as they're. You know, drinking their champagne and eating their fucking steak and stuff. And they're just, God, these fucking kids, you know? <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, that's that's all I've got for that. Okay. Finished. That's it for Monster Blood too, right? There's not a third one, I don't think. No, that's it for the episodes, at least. There's like 12 more Monster Blood books. Hmm. Ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah. They ain't got time and they ain't got the budget. So the next episode, Cortland, for us here, it's not about mm-hmm. monster blood at all. Okay. It's about monster breath. Vampire breath, specifically. Oh, okay. Why don't you have a look at that cover? Okay, let me take a look. Before I look at it, Brandon, I will let you know I've read some of this book. But I really? don't remember a goddamn thing about it. Yeah, the cover drew me in when I was a kid, and I read... This is one of those books, I think I read like 50% of it, and then I put it down and never finished it. <laughs> but let's take a look at this cover. So... Um, interesting cover here. It's got like, you know, colors wise, it's kind of orange with purple, classic colors, you know, complimentary mm-hmm. and all that. And, um, it's like, a, it's there's a vampire 
And it's in a treasure chest. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's meant to be a coffin. I think so too, but it looks like a treasure chest. (laughs) It does. Um, And there's, there's like a stone wall behind it. And there's this vampire in there. He's got flowers in his hands that are all wilted and dead. And there's a bottle on the ground right next to him because this is like, uh, he's crawling out of it a little bit, but I don't understand where his body is. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, there's this bottle of vampire breath on the ground and it's like stinking up the joint and it's going right into his mouth. So I don't know if he is inhaling the vampire breath or if the vampire breath is getting sucked out of him and put in a bottle. Don't know. Don't know what's going on. The tagline, oh boy, Brandon, open wide and say mouthwash huh yeah that's that's not anything that's stupid <laughs> let's say where it is i gotta say though the vampire looks cool i'm I'm excited i hope this is uh obviously it's a vampire episode and i, yeah. I hope they do a really good job with it because it could be really cool yeah this is our first vampire episode are you afraid of the dark already had like 12 vampire episodes by now yeah and um they were good so i expect good things Oh, you know what we didn't do, Brandon, though? We didn't look at the people in this episode. Yeah, I know. We're just going to do it next. Okay. Yeah, well, I think it'll be good. But we have one more thing to do here. We have to look at these actors, Cortland. Who are these people? Yeah, who the fuck are they? So I'm going to start with... I'm going to skip Evan because we already talked about him. He's still in the same stuff. Yep. First of all, we have Julia, played by Ashley... Dawn Brown. And even though Mm -hmm. her character was stupid and everything she said was dumb, I thought this actress did a really good job in the role. She was very natural. So, naturally, I thought that she would have had a very good career. Or at least Mm -hmm. a career. But, this is her only role, Cortland. Hmm. Okay. Disappointing. Yeah, but... Next, we have Conan, played by Charles Boyland. Okay. (laughs) He's been in a couple of things. This was his first role, but he was also in Happy Christmas, Miss King, as Rodney. Oh, my my favorite. I'm sure you've heard of that. He was in a couple episodes of the Beyblade animated series as Dynamis. I don't know who that is. Whatever, I've never seen Beyblade. And just last year, he was in a movie called Peppergrass. Where he played Morris ah, Weiss. Classic Peppergrass. Peppergrass, Peppergrass. <laughs> seventh grade. Now, interestingly enough, Cortland, yeah. Curtis is played by Mark Banesh, but he's uncredited in both of these episodes. Why? I don't know, because he's like the second main character of this episode, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, he does most of the things. Yeah. He He's uncredited. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Maybe like his family was like, nope, nope, nope. Wipe him off the records. Yeah, there's no such thing as Curtis. But yeah, he's uncredited. But it is Mark Banesh, and he okay. has four acting credits. He his first role in 1995 was a movie called The Sadness of Sex. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And. He was also in a movie called The Pentagon Papers, and he was in a movie called The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lee. And where he, he played, played a nerdy kid in all of them, I'm sure. Undead twin, surprisingly. Oh, spoilers. That's not a nerd a at all. Twin. That's a zombie. 
All right, all right. Next, we have the stewardess, played by Lori Alter. My favorite character. Yes, she's the best, and she has a decent career. Tell me about it. Her first role was in 1986, where she was in an episode of a TV series called Hangin' In, something I've never heard of. Well, I gotta look at it. She was also in something called National Lampoon's Senior Trip in 1995, and that's one of those National Lampoon's movies that no one knows or cares about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Cortland, mm-hmm. she was also in a little TV movie called oh, Anonymous boy. Rex. <gasps> she played Louise. Yeah, she was Louise and I feel like we used to make Rex. fun of Anonymous. Anonymous Saurus Rex. We used to make fun of that all the time. That was yes. uh, probably a sci-fi original movie in it the was. same vein as Mansquito, fucking <laughs> Swamp Man thing. God, what was that one called? Something dumb. They're all dumb. I love it. Daniel Baldwin is in that movie. <laughs> Anonymous so you know Rex. it's good. <laughs> you want to know what I like her in, though, Brandon? What? Let me guess. Cheetah Girls. In... Fuck yeah, she was in Cheetah Girls. <laughs> and Cheetah Girls too. She was Juanita. Yes. She was in both them Cheetah Girls. Is there a three? I don't know. I don't I've never actually watched any of the Cheetah Girls. What? I need to get on that. They're probably on Disney Plus. I'm sure they are. <laughs> well, I know what you're doing tonight. Oh man. So we watched Mr. Boogity last night and Disney Plus was like, hey, you should watch Phantom of the Megaplex. And I was like, I should. But, <laughs> I, right. but I didn't. <laughs> all right well i'm not gonna go through the other actors they're not important okay that's fine so that's it for mole monster blood done and done yes perfect episode 11 out of 10 yeah that's it next week vampire breath i'm excited all right, i'm excited oh my god Jinx. i love vampires <laughs> i do too i really it's truly i hope that it's at least on par with the Are You Afraid of Dark Vampires. Any of them. I'll take any of them. I'll take Lex. I'll take that little fucking nerd vampire. It, it might it might be on par with the worst Are You Afraid of the Dark Vampire. <laughs> Is this Don't an episode that you remember? Um, okay. A little bit, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's not a bad one. Yay. All right. All right. Fuck, I'm out well, of here then. Brian. I'm excited. Fuck this shit. I'm out of Monster Blood. I've been up all night. <laughs> fuck, fuck planes. I'm out. <laughs> I'll see you next week, Cortland. See you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.